Season 1, Episode 5 of Gup Shop Pod. My name is Tejas and I'm your host. You can follow me at My Life Is In TV. Today I talked to one of my closest friends, Nick, who you can follow at Basahari. He's someone that I get to talk to about serious things as well as sports, and it's a really good episode. I hope you all enjoy. Yo, what's up, guy? Yo, what's up, man? How's it going? Good, good. Trying to get my video. Not that anyone. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but you need to see me. Well, which I, is the most important thing. I feel like it helps. It helps us both feel like we're just like hanging out and talking to each other, like we did a couple weeks ago in Pittsburgh. But now that like I'm back in Jersey and you're back in Alabama, it's like we're talking to each other casually. And that way, then that can hopefully translate onto the podcast. You know what I mean? Exactly. That's exactly. That's the thing. I mean, we'll see how it works out. I feel like when I listen back to the podcast, it sounds like two people talking to each other. What's funny is that it doesn't sound like what I think my voice sounds like. So what happens is that I'm like, I was hearing someone ask me a question. I think it was Shen. And I responded out loud because I thought he was asking me a question. But I was like, oh, no, it's just a podcast. There's, there's there's a Tottenham podcast which uh, they have like a quiz and I will always yell the answer as if like the podcast people can hear me when they really can't. It's just like... It's no, like, no, no, no. They're, uh, they're listening in their hearts. Yeah. <laughs> I hope their hearts are telling them that they're constantly breaking hearts. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think the fans know that for sure, right? Like, like I remember... It must have been 2013-14 season, so that was, what, our senior year, although I know you did your master's for a following year. I remember 2013-14, I, like, recorded a game, Tottenham versus Man City, and I told everyone, I told, like, Tehun, I told Vish, no, no one tell me the score, right? I don't want to hear fucking shit, because I have class, and then I have, I think, rugby practice, and I'm going to record the game, I'm going to get home, and I'm going to watch and so I get home at like 7 p.m. My whole my phone has been on mute all day. I start watching 1-0 City, 2-0 City, 3-0. I think Jekko, Ed and Jekko from like Jekko and Torres fame, that, that DJ. <laughs> I heard <laughs> he like, he scores the fifth goal and I just start laughing. I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. Why did anyone call me and be like, hey, uh, I don't know if, I don't know if you want to watch this. Like, it may not be good for you. Everyone's just like, yeah, we're happy to see him, you know, fucking suffer, which... Again, I would like to apologize for bringing you on this boat. It feels like it's a slowly sinking ship, and we're trying to fix it, but really everything is, nothing's the, working. The worst part is, like, as soon as you've given up all hope, yeah, and you're like, fuck this team, fuck this season, <laughs> they managed to do one thing yeah. where you're like, you know what, maybe there's, <laughs> there's a turnaround coming. <laughs> you know, maybe Mourinho got together, Maybe the teams got it together. <laughs> you know, like we were on top of the Flying. league yeah. for a bit. And then I thought, okay, we're going to get back into the fourth spot. <laughs> and then we lost to fucking Newcastle, <laughs> which I don't, I don't understand what happened. Because, again, Kane scores two amazing goals. Yeah. And I'm thinking – okay, this is good. Like, yeah. they're getting their rhythm back. Things are going. And then they just shed all over, <laughs> over the place. Oh, that's good. 
Also, for the listeners, I'm wearing my Tottenham Hotspur hoodie that I got for Christmas. So it was inevitable, as well as drinking water from my Tottenham Hotspur bottle, both given to me as presents by my I would, uh I would describe this for people who can't see it. It's almost like the uh, podcast is sponsored <laughs> by Tottenham. <laughs> you know, she, uh, she said that she was going to take Sunday off for the cup final. And I remember like... Uh, I remember when you told me that you weren't able to make it down because uh, you have to take care of uh, the shop, right? I was like, yeah, it makes sense because, of course, like business comes first. And then I was I was telling her, she's like, oh, it's okay. I can take I can take work off. And I was like, are you, are you sure? Because, like, I, I may not be in a good mood. Like, I'm like. <laughs> yeah, it may not be worth it. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> oh, but what if, right? Like, what what if? I don't know. Like. We look really bad, and we play United this weekend. Although I guess when listeners hear this, it'll be after. So add us and tell us, you know, if you think, because I don't know, we're probably gonna lose. But then also, I heard that Prince Philip died, so maybe they postpone the games. I really hope that's the case. <laughs> that, that you're asking a lot, now. <laughs> but I mean, you never know, right? You like, never know. We. I mean, I think Kane now has scored the most goals this season than mm-hmm. anyone else. Uh, and most assists. Yeah, and most assists. And, you know, if Bale and Son are playing well, Son, yeah. I think, is usually decent. Bale has been wishy-washy. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, if those front three are doing well, we're going to score. Yeah. And you never know what can happen. Admittedly, we have nothing in the back. <laughs> So I don't, I don't know. I get worried, but we'll see. Uh, yeah, we'll see. I, yeah, we'll see. So thank you for being on the podcast. Uh, for sure. Just to Thanks let you, just to let you know, it is recording. I, I knew. I learned from. Uh, I think it was Jenny who was like talking, and then she's like, "Are we recording?" And you're like, yeah, I didn't tell you, but I start recording. Yeah, before. Yeah, I took notes. Okay, so good. I'm prepared. So you're, you're, you're ready. Well, you know, we're getting into the thick of things here because, well, we've been a month in since the first recording and I've been planning this for two months. And I appreciate you coming on because I remember when I was telling you in person in Pittsburgh about this, I, I thought that you would come on maybe later on through the F1 season or maybe after your graduation. But then it just so happened that I was like, oh, this is actually the perfect timing. So uh, I, I appreciate it. Do you, do you remember how we met? Yeah, of course. I think uh, you had a posting on Craigslist. Uh-huh. I responded. Yeah. I was like, I'm very interested in what this guy has to offer. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, what really happened is uh, I think it was Christmas time. Mm. Nate wanted to visit you and Uj. And, friend of the uh, pod, Nate. He was like, do you want to come to New York? And I was like, fuck it. I don't have anything to. So I came. Uh, we vibed very quickly. And then I eventually visited one more time. And then I happened to move to the Northeast. And mm-hmm. then we were just uh, bros ever since. Yep, that's right. He messaged me. He was like, hey, I ran into a, a friend of yours. Because I don't know what has happened. But there's apparently like a big Bahrain contingent down south in atlanta <laughs> in atlanta specifically yeah. like in texas i figured that was always the case i knew a lot of friends from high school that went to college in texas but atlanta specifically and it was a friend from middle school like she and he was like i ran into a friend of you and he's also dating someone that went to my school so i was just yeah. like 
I don't know if it's him or if it's the region. You know, I'm, I'm not Maybe it's sure. him. Maybe, you know, he got a copy of your yearbook and yeah. he's just been, like, knocking people <laughs> off ever since. Like Mark Plus. <laughs> I told him to come on the podcast, and then I told him that you were going to be on this weekend so he can listen and he can, like, you know, see if he wants to. Um, but he was like, yeah, I ran into, like, a middle school friend of yours. And I was like, she, like... She's married now. I remember seeing on Facebook, but like, I wouldn't say that we really, I mean, Facebook, it's not like we don't, the really, the only thing I do for Facebook is just to see, oh, like what, at least pre-pandemic, it was like, oh, okay, this club event, let me say that I'm going so that way then it automatically updates to my calendar. Like uh, with Izu, for example, or like when we go out to the clubs in in Brooklyn or whatever, it's like, oh, this so-and-so, um, Wes was also asking about you. He's like, oh, how's Basahari? Because I was like, hey, Wes, come on my fucking (laughs) podcast. And he was like, okay, I will. Just let me know. (laughs) But uh, how is he doing? I hope he's doing well. I see like his Facebook page is always exploding. Yeah, his social media game has improved immensely. I guess because he's always at home now. He can do a lot more stuff. It's not like having to go to work. And that's the thing for you. It's like you – I remember when I asked you – do you prefer going to the class or doing class from home? And... Oh, for, for sure. I'm liking, okay. I should preface this. I like remote right now mm-hmm. because admittedly I'm kind of tuned out and I'm ready to grind. <laughs> I mean, nothing beats the experience of being in the classroom and yeah. really paying attention and learn, but I'm over paying attention and learning. Yeah. I just want the degree and I want to, go to the next thing. is this the second or the third time you've had senioritis i guess this is, my life has been perpetual senior <laughs> I, I know I, uh, and then you know i think after this phd jd md <laughs> i'm just going to become a professional student and i think that'll be my uh my life and career I, but no, no no it's i guess the third time the uh, I was gonna say when you had moved to the Northeast, you had moved to Connecticut, and I remember when you got accepted into B school, the the energy that was on display, similar to like the photo you sent me of the rocket being broken. It's like, yeah, I'm ready. Like I'm ready for this to, you know, what do you want? No, no, no. I, uh, you know, I think when I get to a place, mm-hmm. I set my goals quickly on what I want to accomplish, and so. I mean, I loved, uh, I loved what I learned at Pratt. I enjoyed the work. Yeah. But at some point, I was ready for business school, and I, you know, I focused on that. And then when yeah. I got that, I was uh, ready to enjoy the moment until the next step. I've always admired you about that because, I, and I think, I know I've told this to you in person, but, like, you set a goal for yourself, and then you work hard to achieve it. And I've always admired you for that because, like, some people, and I, I know I've done this in the past, where, like, I'm not sure if it's a goal that I want, and then I said it, but it's a really flimsy one. Like it's a, what's the word for it? It's a qualitative as opposed to like one that can actually be measured, right? Like how do you measure being more happy? It's, there's no like metric, right? You just like know it when you see it. But I've always admired you for that. Like when you knew you wanted to go to B school, you worked hard to do that. And you got to where you are now at one of the best ones in the country, in the world even. And now you're going to be going over to L.A., which I don't know, did you ever think that you would be living and working in LA? Because I know that you have family there and you visit there and all that stuff. You know, it's funny that you say that. And I talked uh, talked about this with my mom too. Mm-hmm. When I finished high school, 
I was dead set on ending up in Southern California. Really? I, I mean, um, my mom lived there for 10, 15 years before uh -huh. she came to the South. I used to go, you know, once or twice a year to visit my family out there when I was a kid. And I love the weather. I love the vibe. And uh, it's so much nicer compared to the winters here. Holy shit. I'm just over the snow. <laughs> but uh, no, to your point. I think then once I uh, was in Atlanta going to college mm -hmm. and then ended up in Connecticut, I kind of got set in being on the East Coast. Mm. So I didn't really think about it. And even, you know, last year when I was applying to jobs and looking, yeah, I kind of put LA as one of the options as like, yeah, maybe LA will happen, but mm -hmm. most likely it'll be in New York or yeah. Boston. And then when I got an interview for... LA office. I was like, okay, amazing. This is happening. <laughs> you know, so That's nice. It worked out. That's yeah. nice. Uh, what kind of car are you planning on getting when you go there? Because I know you had to give up Ava when you went to college. Because it's <laughs> not like you had to give up your car, Ava. Because it's not like you really need a car when you're living in Boston or New York, right? Like, because you can get around with public transportation. What I've heard for LA is like everyone needs a car, even if you are planning on taking the buses and stuff like that. No, no, for sure. I think uh, to support my boy, Seb Vettel, I'll get an Aston Martin. Nice. Admittedly, I can't afford one, so I'll have to steal one. But uh, I think that's a good goal. It might take me a little longer than uh, B-School or anything else. But uh, no, realistically, I, uh, I haven't figured that out yet. The car, the housing, all of that stuff, I need to go to uh, LA after school and kind of peek around and figure out what I'm going to do. Well, you have so much time, right? Like you have so much time between now and then that you can, and you, you may as well enjoy it. Right. Cause like I would, yeah, you, you may as well enjoy being in the moment now because you really don't, I guess that's what senior, right? Just like enjoying it before whatever the next step is. So it makes sense. Um, so what have you, what has been the best moment for you in the last 12 months? Was it knowing, like, securing that future for yourself, the future that you have wanted and envisioned? I say this no. before graduation. It could be that graduation is... Well, that question will come up later, don't worry. No, no, no. I think... I mean, for sure, getting the job and locking in my future, at least in the short term, yeah, is very nice. But I think... And maybe this goes to, I know you tend to ask people, like, what did they learn yeah. during this time? And I think more so than a job or anything, my best moment, which I would tie to what I learned as well, is I think I more figured out what I want my priorities to be in life, mm. what, what I want to do, where I want to go. And it's not just professionally, it's personally as well. Yeah. But figuring out kind of where I'm at, how I want to balance the professional and personal and what I want to do going forward. I think that has been, you know, the most enjoyable. This is the most amount of time you've spent with back home with your mom, right? Like since yeah. this time last year, when you say priorities, do you mean like family priorities or like how you envision your life five, 10 years from now and how you've prioritized that? I think it's, it's on many fronts. Okay. It's for sure. It's family spending time with yeah. family 
And not only is it living here with my mom, mm-hmm. I'm also close to my cousins, my yeah. grandmother, so I've been able to see them more. Yes, yes. But I think it's also, you know, at the end of the day, I feel like I've been moving around a lot mm. between college and work and stuff. And I'm hoping at least the next chapter is a little more stable as far as I would like to think I stay in Southern California. Maybe I can focus more on the career or on the family or whatever and worry less about what am I going to do in the next year, the second year or third year or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I guess. Cause like, it's funny going back to, well, in the context of battle or even Premier League, like they used to say that, you know, you need as a team principal, when you're managing a lot of things and we all do this to some degree, it's just not all of us are, you know, team principal for an F1 team. Right. But essentially we're managing multiple different fronts. So by default, we end up doing, three to five year plans, right? We're like, okay, this is where I'm going to be five, three to five years from now. But realistically, and we've seen this in the Premier League a lot, we've also seen this with F1, it's now become like less than three years as a kind of schedule, so to speak, where like things need to, that growth, that growth, which is not internal, but externally influenced is happening on such a short cycle. There's really no like realistic growth. So I think for a lot of people, this past year has been a chance to like you said, reprioritize, see what's important to them and what they want out of life, especially for where we are in our late 20s. Uh, going no, no, I think uh, that's exactly right. And I also think, admittedly, when you're focusing on going forward, you can't focus on everything, right? Mm-hmm. And I think pre-pandemic, we were all focused on perhaps the, the job, the career, what do we want to do? Yeah. And admittedly, COVID kind of made that secondary in the fact that you have to be home. You can't go into the office. Yeah. Uh, So it gives you time to focus on your other priorities. And admittedly, I think throughout life, you have to constantly decide what is the focus now and what is important now. Yeah. And put more resources there. Mm -hmm. And that might be work. And it might be sacrificing a bit of the personal. Yeah. But then it's understanding, okay, maybe I've sacrificed enough of the personal now. I need to flip it around and focus more on that now. Yeah. And figuring out that balance and when to do what, I think is very important. It sounds a lot like what Mercedes does with Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, they have a hundred percent focus on Lewis hundred percent of the time. <laughs> no, I think you know, Lewis. And that was a very good segue. I mean, yeah. Anyways, I, I think um, I'm getting better at podcasting. I'm not sure, but like, <laughs> no, I think so. I think so. Um, but it's interesting. As much as Lewis is, of course, the number one driver there. Yeah, and he has he's of such course like intense a, focus on stuff. Like it's insane. Uh, at least that's what is, it appears like. But I think props to him. He's always been fair with his teammates. Mm. I remember uh, maybe it was one or two years ago, they gave Bottas team orders mm-hmm. and, you know, uh, Hamilton took the win in Russia. Yep. And then a few races later, when the championship was locked up, Hamilton uh, gave Bottas the win. And I think it was in Suzuka. And so, you know, he always plays fair. Mm-hmm. He's never demanded like, I get the part first. I get the better car first. You know, you look at, and I love Alonso. I think he's an amazing driver. Mm -hmm. 
But you look at the way Ferrari treated Massa and the things Alonso mm. would demand from Ferrari and from Massa, Hamilton never did that. Mm-hmm. Or you look at Schumacher and Ferrari again and the way they treated Rubens Barrichello. Yes. Uh, I can't say Hamilton has ever done that to a teammate, and you have to respect it. I think he beats them outright. That's fair. Do you, I do remember uh, Rubens Bar- Barrichello like very vividly as well because he was kicking about uh, last week's episode when I talked to Ishur about the Bahrain F1 in the mid to late 2000s. I very distinctly remember him because what a fucking name too. But I, I think... Um, so I fell asleep while watching the last episode of Drive to Survive last night because my body was just, I guess, too tired. But it was like talking about like, you know, McLaren and Racing Point um, and I think Renault. I don't know if I said that. Yeah, uh, all three of them competing for like that last spot. But there was talking specifically about how Mercedes provides equity to their racers, whereas Ferrari or other play, other um constructors might you know not provide as much equity like if one car is doing this the other car is doing it um you've managed people before in that context do you feel like you would probably do the same where you're providing equity to two different people two very different like Bottas and Hamilton are two very different types of people it's very evident when you watch their their like public persona as well as their private persona do you feel like allocation of resources also means that it might be perceived unfair, but it's whatever is in their best interest. Because I've been, because now that you're going into a position where you're going to be managing people, and I, with this soccer refereeing and stuff, and having employees that have to report to me, how do you manage people efficiently? That's been something that's troubled a lot of business owners or managers. I, I think, you know, F1 is a little tricky because admittedly it's this weird situation where your teammate is your biggest competitor. Mm. So then to keep the team cohesive, I think you need to be equal with the drivers because then as soon as you start favoring one, I think the other will lose confidence, they'll lose Mm. faith, their performance goes down. And this is a bit different because I feel like when you're running a normal business or even a normal sports Everyone is working together towards one goal. So I think even though you might give people different things because you feel they need different resources and different aspects of their career or they're better at one thing or or another, ultimately they're all working towards one goal. Mm -hmm. And I think as long as you continue to frame that conversation that you're trying to do what's best for the company and the team as a whole. Yeah. I think you can get away with allocating things differently as long as it makes some sense. Now, as soon as you start showing favoritism or, you know, cutting one person out for another, Mm -hmm. you're going to create, I think, like cultural issues within a company or a team or a business. And I think cultural issues are very hard. Right. Yeah, very hard. Yeah, 100%. Do you, have you seen that before, that kind of cultural issues, whether that was in school environment? Like, because when you were doing your master's, I know that you had, you told me how you had an advisor who you really liked. And then when aunt was like, yeah, I'm going to change my friend of the pod, aunt was like, yeah, I'm changing my number and deleting my email. My advisor is never going to be able to get in touch with me ever. And I was like, dang, he must really hate him. 
And then I talked to the yeah. other uh, Turkish boys. They're like, yeah, that's that's pretty nice. I would do much more. I was like, shit, okay. No, no, no. I would, I would knock on wood. Luckily, in grad school at my old job, mm -hmm. I always felt I had good managers and they managed the projects and they managed teams fairly well. Um, if I were to like think of maybe the the place where I had that the least, mm -hmm. you know, I think of my summer internship and um, this admittedly one? it's tough. Huh? This past one or like back in? No, no, the, the past one. Okay. Because, uh, and I'm not going to say like. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fair. Anything. I wouldn't want, but, I, uh, I would edit it out anyway, even if you did by mistake. Like I go back. Then and let's edit. rip into them. No, no, <laughs> they were, they were great. I don't want to, I don't want to hate on them. No, and no. admittedly, you know, COVID just started. What? They were managing having interns remotely. I mean, let's yeah. be fair. But, you know, I, I didn't feel like time was managed properly. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel the team was necessarily managed to a hundred percent. And it's unfortunate because I think, you know, as a boss or as a manager, you have to realize you can't do everything. Yeah. And to be truly successful, your employees or your people need to be successful. For sure. And as they're operating at a hundred percent, you'll also operate at a hundred percent. So while you, you know, I think a manager or boss might think they're doing something mm. to optimize their own outcome. I don't think they realize by not managing their employees or their people properly, they're also diminishing the chances of themselves having a good outcome. Yeah, that very, very true. Hundred percent agree. Because that and that's something I had to learn on my own. Like when it came, when you talked earlier about. Reprior, uh, what do you prioritize and how to shift that prioritization? I will always, and I, I tell this to you in person as well, but I will always be grateful for you pointing that out to me back then, right? But learning and, you know, something that I think about regularly, but learning that you can't do everything, especially for someone like me who like wants to do everything and you've seen it, right? It's like, oh, let's do this, let's do it. Like, no, you can't. And so you have to willingly give that up. Yeah, it takes some time, especially if you are someone that has either built something or you've like, I can't imagine engineers in F1 or even like, what's it called? Uh, you know, trainers that are like, oh, yeah, I have to give this up for the greater good. Right. Like that to me is something that takes a lot of like patience and preservation to be like, yeah, it's fine. Because I remember when I was talking to Ishwar about this as well, I had referenced something that you had said, like two distinct groups of people, teams working together, will get like these mechanical machines within 0.001 seconds of each other. And that's ridiculous. But I think also you have to give up some kind of control because you can't control no, everything. for sure. And it's, I think it's tough. Like it's human nature to want to be in control and yeah. know what's happening. So it's very tough. But you look at Mercedes, Mm -hmm. And they obviously have developed a culture and they're succeeding in every, every race they learn and they grow. Yeah. And you look at even the last race, um, Hamilton's car wasn't the best. Mm -hmm. I would argue that Red Bull was faster. Um, they had their own issues. Right. The but as a team, they managed the strategy. Lewis did the drive he had to do. Yeah. And he won the race. Yeah. The, uh, the Perez, uh, stall that happened which required an extra formation i mean we've talked about this on the fantasy f1 
uh, group chat as well. When when the podcast comes out on Monday, it will be Imola that Sunday. What are your predictions for that race? I think I think you'll see Red Bull up front. Yeah, and I hate to say it because <laughs> I like Lewis. Yeah, and but uh, you know the Honda seems like they nailed the engine mm-hmm. because you know let's 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 look back. Throughout the hybrid era, it's not like Red Bull had a bad car. Yeah. And when I mean car, I mean chassis and I mean aerodynamic. Mm-hmm. Because when you look at like high altitude races, so you look at like Mexico. Yes. Red Bull usually manages to win that. Yes. And why that's important is because high altitude, you have less air. Mm-hmm. And when you have less air, there's less cooling. So they turn the engines down. And the engines are already down on power because there's less air. Mm-hmm. So the engine is least like less important. Yeah. And then because there's less air, aerodynamically, the more efficient your chassis is, the more it'll show. Mm. Because you know, so so that combination, I would argue, shows that Red Bull always had a good chassis. But Mercedes nailed the end. I mean, I was listening to uh, Drive to Survive, mm-hmm. actually, before I just got here. Nice. And they were talking about how early, I think end of 2012, early 2013, mm-hmm. they already were working on the V6s, and they oh, just shit. nailed the engine. And as people caught up, they improved the chassis, and they learned, and they grew in that department, and now they have Makes a total sense. package. Makes sense. Yeah. Huh, that's interesting. The, the engineers will love that chat. The business majors will be a little... <laughs> no, no, no. They'll uh, throw their phones against the wall. Do you remember okay. the... I think when you had... Um, I was reading that book, The Three-Body Problem, a couple of years ago, and I had Googled it, and it was like some some physics Some problem. bullshit. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> hey, do you know anything about this? And he was like, I, nah, I don't know. Go ask Bob. No, because that is some bullshit. Yeah. Like, people... Like they're giant computers that try to solve that. I don't. I don't know how to do that. Do you? Uh, I think when you were trying to tell me how like people went because you were an, what was it aerodynamics major, right? And how like turbulence. I think yeah. it, there's no like real weight. There's no formula that explains it. It's just like, right or something like that. So, so yeah, here's the problem. Now we're getting deep in the science. Yeah. So there is a formula. Uh-huh. That describes turbulence. Okay. But it's got like so many variables and so many, like, uh, it's like a third order partial differential <laughs> equation. So when you try to solve that, you need to introduce more equations. Uh huh. And the problem in turbulence is every time you introduce new, new, new equations, you introduce new variables, mm. which then need new equations. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to ever close that like equation variable yep. gap to solve it. So then the way they solve it now is either use very simplistic like uh, applications. Okay. So like maybe a flat plate or something, or they use some heavy duty computational mm. uh like physics, a, a lot of bunch of servers and stuff, and maybe they get something that makes sense. A lot of if and functions combined together. I feel that a lot yeah. of nonsense and bullshit <laughs> that looks pretty in a scientific paper. <laughs> you know, that's what gets it done. 
Um, so let's uh, switch the discourse a bit. And what is your favorite memory of us hanging out and chatting shit? Oh, you know, I have so many. I know. There's but a bunch. That's the thing. <laughs> there, there are some good ones. But, you know, we were talking about Tottenham in the beginning. Yes. But let's talk about how you ruined my life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think it was, was it 2016? Yes. Do you remember what year? Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was. Okay. Yeah, okay, you're dead. So I'll, I'll take over the podcast from here while you laugh at a corner. So this asshole of a friend of mine wakes me up at like 8 a.m. And this is after like a night of rage. Like we must have gone to sleep around 5. So you drag me at 8 a.m. to the Tottenham bar. And uh, Tottenham's playing Man City, right? <laughs> and um, now this is where I can't remember exactly. We were, we were up, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so we're up. And then, like, in the around the 80-ish minute mark, Man City scores. And, you know, they draw it, I think, 2-2, if I'm remembering correctly. <laughs> and the bar, like, drops. It's quiet. Everyone looks depressed. They're like, fuck, this bullshit of a team just ruined another day for me. <laughs> but not Tejas. Tejas is, like, standing, yelling at the TV. They don't even know. And everyone in the bar is like, what the fuck is this kid doing? And he's like, guys, you don't even know. And we're like, Tejas, what do we not know? And you're like, it's offside. And the whole bar goes from staring at you to looking at the TV. And I remember the moment. You see the replay. And in the corner of the screen, there's the ref. And he raises the flag. And then the whole bar went crazy. I think people bought you drinks. <laughs> You know, we got hammered. Tottenham pulled it out, I think. <laughs> a rare occurrence, but they did. And uh, that was amazing. And, uh, you know, from then on, I was like, soccer's a cool sport. <laughs> I was like, Tottenham seems cool. That won't ruin my life in the future. And that was that was an amazing moment. But we had that. Um, Izu was amazing. Mm. I won't go into that one, but that was a whole other story. Uh F1 2018 in Austin. Yes. Watching Kimmy win in the Ferrari. Yes. I'll always remember that as well. That was an awesome day. I mean, we've had a lot of uh, adventure. No, thank you. I, I still tell that story regularly as well. And I'll tell you what, it makes sense not to go into Izu. I mean, we'll obviously stick around and chat after in the after hours. Yeah. But um, I think you can also tell on the podcast, I'm not very vocal about my Tottenham opinions, or even if I am, I end up editing it out. Uh, but no, yeah, they've they've ruined my life for like a solid 10 plus years too. So I feel that. I just, it's nice to have someone on the journey with me. Do you think, do you feel that way when watching other, like, because you also, I don't really watch a lot of Syria. Uh, I know you do as well, Napoli, right? Uh, uh, sorry, yeah, not, Napoli from the beginning. Yeah. But I think now, because I have to balance getting disappointed in one league yeah. with being excited in another league. Yes. So nowadays, I would definitely put myself in the Inter camp. Okay. Like, I was Napoli because a good friend of mine yes. was a Napoli fan, and I wasn't big into soccer then. And I always have a special place in my heart for them. Yeah. But uh, here's my team. Mm -hmm. Lukaku is my guy. Mm -hmm. I don't know how that ever happened. <laughs> but, uh, and, you know, they're dominating. 
They, they, I think they have an eight-point lead right now. Mm -hmm. There's still one game to play. I think most have played 29. They've only played 28. So I think they'll, you know, lock down Syria. So, you know, it's good. And then we have Frankfurt in yes, Germany. we do. Which is like the Tottenham of Germany, yeah, I feel. Yeah, basically. But they're in the top four. Yeah. They, they pulled it out against uh, Dortmund. Yeah, I, I was so shocked. I, I didn't expect that. I No, they're, they're playing, you know, good soccer. Yeah, it's surprising. Yeah. Like, Andre Silva is the second highest goal scorer in Bundesliga. And everyone's like, oh, okay, yeah, Frankfurt, they're, you know, they're a mid-table team. That's true. They win once in a while. So, yeah, they are like Tottenham in a way, to, so to speak. <laughs> but, uh, but it is very interesting how all the leagues have kind of had a team run away now. Yeah. You have Man City. You have uh, Bayern Munich. Mm -hmm. You have Inter. And then, weirdly enough, the one team that's constantly getting dumped with money, PSG, <laughs> is actually in a bit of a fight right now. <laughs> I mean, I think ultimately they'll pull it out. But uh, it's been a weird year for soccer, I think. Yeah, 100%. And there was even that, uh, was it a sports, sports psychologist paper that looked at how home field advantage home pitch advantage has changed during the pandemic where our referees are a lot less likely to give the home team the, the, the foul uh, away teams are more comfortable scoring home team players are more likely to take risks, all these kinds of things. And I was like, Oh wow. Cause there hasn't been fans in the stadium for over a year. Do you think that, uh, do you think that fans need like when we watch F1 and there's no fans in the stadium, it's like a little disappointing when I watch sports, even like going to watch music like virtually, right? And like, mm -hmm. what's it called? Above and Beyond or all these things. They're like, oh, it's, you know, it's fine. What's the first gig that you, that if they allow, let's suppose tomorrow morning, they say like, okay, everyone's allowed back into any event. What's the first event you would go to? So, before I answer that, yeah, I'm gonna just make one last comment about like the home pitch advantage. Yeah, did you see this thing where Klopp complained about Real's uh, stadium because they're not playing at their uh, yeah. normal one? And so, were they playing in Russia or something? No, no, I think they have like a training ground mm -hmm. that they play on. Okay, and so Klopp complained. So the owner of the stadium sent him a, uh, a model size version of the stadium. So Klopp can always remember the match. <laughs> and the quote was like, Klopp has a good sense of humor. He'll appreciate this. And they mailed it to him. So I thought that was amazing. That's nice. But to your point, That's nice. um, you know, F1 always has a special place in my heart. Yes. It's the sport I probably enjoy the most. Yes. I'm like a kid when I see those cars. Mm -hmm. So I, I feel think like a lot sure of people are. Yeah, I need to. I need to see a car go fast. <laughs> that'll be that'll be the first thing. But what about you? What do you think you'll see? I want to go to some minor league baseball and just mercilessly boo some poor guy that like doesn't even <laughs> deserve it. But like just because you know, I need to get like all of this antagonistic energy out of my That's system. True. So I've seen you at events. You do like to voice yourself. Yeah, very vocally, right? And I feel like, like I don't. I would rather it be something where you know I won't, <laughs> where I won't 
possibly have the opportunity to like I can self kick myself out instead of having a security like <laughs> if I get banned from the Trenton uh Thunders baseball stadium it's not the end of the world right if I get banned from like the circuit of the Americas it's a big problem for the future <laughs> <laughs> you know like there's there's differences with that um but yeah I I don't know I I guess I would really like to go watch Tottenham play because I have not seen the new stadium yet and I know yeah. you went to the UK a couple of years ago I don't think you were able to watch a match and I think then Tottenham were playing at Wembley um but like there's something about I I obviously do love the races but we've done Circuit of the Americas so and I know you've been to like you you watched the Japan race live you watched Singapore live yeah. and Austin uh Mon Montreal? Are we, are we thinking a little Montreal? Montreal? Yeah. Mexico City? Mexico City. Either one. A little bit. You know, those are the closest to it. A little bit? Yeah, I guess that yeah, seems yeah. to make the most sense. Dan yeah, was saying yeah, yeah. he wanted to go to Montreal last year for his birthday and watch the F1 race. And I was like, yeah, sick. Sounds good. Of course, you know, we're not allowed outside of the borders. <laughs> this is yeah, and admittedly, I think Canada is having a rough time. Yeah. Because I think... I think I heard they're locking down again. Yeah. And then they're having like supply chain issues with getting vaccines out to as many people as they want. Mm -hmm. And Mexico's like, fuck it. Yeah. You know, come party. <laughs> it's cool. You get COVID. I already had COVID. <laughs> you know, what happens, happens. Here's a line of COVID. Snort that. You'll be fine. <laughs> you know, so I maybe uh, Mexico City will be the. Uh, <laughs> The post-vaccination place to go. <laughs> yeah, I could see a motive happening. I could definitely see one. Um, so, what are you planning for the next 12 months? Oof. I don't plan that far ahead. Of I know. Anymore. I know. No, no. Uh, to be honest, the next, um, I would say until like June is graduate, mm -hmm. see the people I go to school with, because yep. we'll all go different places around the world. Yep. And then um, after June, I I'll probably to... figure out my living situation in LA. Mm -hmm. But then after that, until work, I'm just going to try relax and enjoy myself as much as I can. Mm -hmm. You know, once work happens, I'll have to focus. So I'll have to get in professional mode. Yeah. And that'll be time to refocus on my career and that sort of stuff. But until then, enjoy the moment, enjoy time with uh, the people I love. So you have the Turkish contingent in Pittsburgh, and you have the Lebanese contingent as well. So what's the yes. what's the third contingent in LA? Will it be the Persians? Will it be like... Oh, it is Tehranji. Yeah. But it, I, I, I have to build up my own Persian uh, <laughs> contingent. But, uh, you know, in, in LA, there's some of the old crew. Mm -hmm. There's John from yes. uh, high school. Yep. There's uh, Kunin, which you met as well mm -hmm. from uh, undergrad. So uh, there's a little bit there to play. And then uh, I'm sure once work starts, you know, there'll be like the incoming class, quote unquote. Yeah. And I'll meet a lot of people that way as well. Do you, um, I feel like LA has a lot more of a, well, at least pre-pandemic, a lot more of a work-life balance. And like you said, I think a lot of organizations are realizing this work-life balance is necessary so maybe it's not like fully well professional like in a mentality sense of course but also like you will have that chance to do new and different things and LA, for is, sure. LA is one of the best I, for uh, I've been telling John 
you know, uh, come out and he play. surfs every morning. Oh, he does. I didn't realize. He so was I've been telling him I'm going to try to get into surfing when okay. I move out there. And like, to your point, the weather is so nice. You're on the beach. Like, you, how can people work all the time yeah. when they're in <laughs> Southern California? I don't think it happens, but we'll see. They'll find a way. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. I like that. Um, how can people engage with you online? Is there anything you want to plug? Um, uh, you know, I'm not really online and I like keeping it that way. Mm. I mean, I have an Instagram. I won't like pretend I don't, you mm -hmm. know, at Basahari. Uh, if I'm going to throw something out there, you know, throw out to my mom's store at Woven Treasure Rug. But uh, nice. admittedly, I, you know, I Instagram and talk and all this stuff have their place and yeah. I understand why they're important but uh it's not really important in my line of work mm. and I try to live off of the phone and off that stuff so yeah. uh you know if they really want to get in touch with me they know you they can get my contact in. good point did it didn't I think you told me once that uh that where your mom's store is is the carp it's the carpet capital of the country right <laughs> no, no. no. Is it mobile? I feel like, hold on. I've done some yeah, research. Okay. There's not a lot of research that happens on this podcast. I'll freely admit that, but I swear I had done like some kind of research for this. Um, maybe, maybe you know more than me. Maybe it's not I mobile. Mean, Atlanta has a lot of uh, like rug stuff and things like that. Uh -huh. And, uh, you know, there's a rug market twice a year. One is in Atlanta and one is in Vegas, if I remember correctly. So, but I think to your point, I think in the South and this thing going on, mm. like rug, <clears throat> furniture, all this stuff. But uh, I'm not an expert. Hold on, we're going to check. You know, uh, we're doing live research Dal on the pod. Dalton, Georgia is referred as the carpet. Oh, yes. Of the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's close that's to what, Atlanta. That's what it was. You see, the Bahrainis yeah. can tell you more than me. They're, you know, they're <laughs> running that area now. Is that right? I didn't know. That. <laughs> so you need to get one of them on the pod. <laughs> I'll go back and check. There have been there have been people who started following the podcast that I don't know. So like, th that's well, amazing. I, I'd say one person. One person started following the podcast on Instagram, and I do not recognize this person at all. So I was like, oh, okay, this might. But be. you know what? That person probably went to high school with you, and now is going to be like, this fucking asshole doesn't remember me. <laughs> like, we hung out all the time. But no, no, I think, uh, to your point, and you've been very, like, consistent, very good, and I think that consistency will bring followers, and mm -hmm. it'll just, you know, keep growing. Yeah, thank you, man. I appreciate it. I, I would say, like, I've, a lot of the podcasts that I do listen to, sports-related, non-sports-related, they're putting out, like, so much content because everyone's just at home. But this one is a little different because, like, yes, I did get to see you a couple of weeks ago. But before that, it had been, like, what, eight months, probably more. That It had been a while. Yeah, it had been a long time. And that's – obviously, that's going to be more common when you go out to the West Coast or, you know, because, like, I've kind of – when we talk about setting up, like, setting establishing roots, right? Like, like you said, this is a great opportunity for you to establish roots for the next five to ten years. I think in 2016 – which was around the time that we had met. Like, I think it was a year after we had met. I wasn't sure, you know, am I going to stay in the New York area? Am I going to go somewhere else? And was just exploring the opportunities. I think in 2018, it came to a culmination where I decided, you know what, I'm going to establish my roots here. 
uh, in the tri-state area. And so not to say that like it's never on the cards like San Francisco or L.A., but probably for vacation, which, of course, you know, you're the first person in L.A. when I get to that I'm going to reach out to. Um, of course, of course. But yeah. But to your point, you, you never know. Like, you That's have true. to follow your opportunities and you know maybe next year i'm in new york or you know maybe next year who knows well i think that's the thing with everyone still working from remote and uh you can tell me if you want me to remove this from the podcast but since you're going into consulting they're saying that like and i was talking to yon about this friend of the pod yon um i was telling him that like he was telling me rather that consultants probably aren't going to be at the client's office until like 2022 and like mid 2022 so if you have a client, like, of course, you'll be remote because all these clients need to, like, bring in their own people first before they start bringing. Yeah. And it's, like, expensive to bring in <laughs> consultants. No, no, that's for sure. Right. But so, at the same time, if I'm remote, I'm going to be on a beach. Yeah. Like, I, I'm done with the snow. <laughs> yeah, no, 100%. I'll, I'll save, you know, a beach chair for you when you want to come join me yeah, and have a sure. drink. But I'm not going back to the snow no, if I don't fine. have to. Very valid reasoning. Very valid reasoning. This is nice. Thank you for joining. Um, of course. Thanks for having me. Great time to come on the podcast as well. Early doors. Um, Ishwar has suggested a kind of like F1 group, like podcast group at the end of the yeah. season. I was like, that's so far away. Like all the people from the fantasy one. I was like, that's so far away though. That's in like, you know, six months from now. I don't, but maybe like an end of Premier League season or end of football calendar. Yeah, and I think you don't have to wait till the end of the season. We can do it. You know, there's usually the like European break in the summer. That's true. That would be a good one to bring us together mm. and like say, you know, what do we think is going to happen for the rest of here? What's going on? And then yeah. we can kind of look back at what we said and talk about it at the end. Of the well, Euros so, are on this year because it was on last. It was supposed to be on last summer, but they delayed it to this year. Um, so yeah, there's definitely a motive, I, and I can see that, and it'll be good. Maybe at the end of like the club season before the international uh, football starts. Yeah, that would be good. Nice. Good ideas. I like this. I'm gonna use this. I'm gonna use this. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, you mind sticking around for a little bit after? For sure. All right. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Thank you, Nick. I appreciate of it. Of course. Thank you, man. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Be sure to check out at Basahari and at Woven Treasure Rug on Instagram. Reach out to us. Who do you think is going to win at Imola this weekend? What's the issue at Spurs? I have my own ideas why. And if you have heard me in the group chats, you will probably know what I think. Apart from that, you can support us by liking, subscribing, and reviewing. And check out the Buy Me A Coffee link that's there on our Instagram page.